This is The Gathering Church in Windsor, Ontario, and I'm Pastor Garth Lino. Welcome to our podcast. We've come out of a series of messages on church partnership, and we've arrived now to Thanksgiving Sunday. As you can see, we have a beautiful uh, decorative ensemble here on the stage. It looks great. Doesn't it look great? Yeah? Very festive. And for, for many of us, Thanksgiving means turkey and gravy and mashed potatoes and gravy and stuffing and gravy and pumpkin pie and ice cream and sweet potatoes and gravy. That's what Thanksgiving uh, sometimes means just for us. We're just going to have a big feast, have a big meal. And that's great. It's, it's great to get together with friends and family and have a meal like that together and, and celebrate. But Thanksgiving is also a time to pause, right? To take a step back and to reflect, to intentionally give thanks. How has God been good to us in the last year? And so for those of you who were here last week, uh, Pastor Garth, he talked about being thankful church members or church partners. And he actually issued a challenge. Does anybody remember what this challenge was that he issued? There was a, yeah, a couple of hands. There was a challenge to give thanks all week long in all circumstances, in our conversations, our discussions, our thoughts, our attitudes, to choose not to grumble, not to whine, not to complain, but to be thankful. So how did it go? I don't really know how to gauge that response. <laughs> Chuckling. Um, aren't you glad that the challenge is over and we don't have to be thankful anymore? <laughs> oh, wait. You see, I think that this challenge should extend. I think it should be an ongoing thing. And not just for the rest of the year, but actually for the rest of our lives. You see, Christians are to be a thankful people. Not just because a pastor issues a challenge for a week. Not just because there's a national holiday. But because we truly have so much to be thankful for. We're to be marked by thanksgiving. And so, as Pastor Garth said, we're going to look at Psalm 100 this morning. It should be right, basically smack dab in the middle of your Bible. If you, if you hit Proverbs, you've gone too far, go to the left. If you hit Job, you're not quite there, go to the right. Psalm 100. And as we look through this text, we're going to walk through some reasons to be thankful this morning. And hopefully, Lord willing, genuine thanksgiving is going to pour out of us. That we'll leave here different than we came in here, with more thanksgiving. Because I believe that when Christians truly recognize God, and truly recognize His goodness, the appropriate response is going to be thanksgiving. So let's read Psalm 100 together. It says, Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into His presence with singing. Know that the Lord, He is God. It is He who made us and we are His. We are His people and the sheep of His pasture. Enter His gates with thanksgiving and His courts with praise. Give thanks to Him. Bless His name. For the Lord is good, His steadfast love endures forever, and His faithfulness to all generations. So it's a short psalm, but it's a powerful psalm. It's a lot of uh, deep 
important reasons for us to be thankful. The first reason is that we are invited into God's very presence. We are invited into God's very presence. Look at verse 1 and 2 again. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into His presence with singing. Which is kind of what we did here already, right? Verse 1, it says, Make a joyful noise, all the earth. Everybody. Come. Come and meet with God. And come and, and sing with joy as you do this. Be excited. Raise the volume. A joyful noise. So my question that I've been thinking in my own life as I studied this and prepared is, why don't I do this more often? When, when we gather together, why don't I worship with a little bit more exuberance on Sundays? I mean, I get pretty loud and I can cheer when my kids go to the potty on their own. <laughs> Or, or they put their pants on properly. Way to go! Yeah! Woo! Or my sports team does well. You might even jump off the couch. Yeah! Too low! Go Blue Jays. Um, maybe. And yet, why don't I do it for my God? I came in here this morning and I greeted some people with some excitement. Hey, how you doing? Good morning. That's so good to see you. This is great. And there's joy building. And then, and then, and then Patty says, okay, let's stand and, and let's worship the Lord. And, and, and we go, and, and there's a God who gives me breath and life to sing. And I go, in my heart there's a fire burning. Sounds like a pretty piddly fire. <laughs> great are you, Lord. What, what, what's the deal with that? This text instructs us, all of us, the whole earth to sing with joy, to get a little louder, to worship the Lord. Joyful shouts, loud noises, singing. And you know what? One day, whether or not it happens here on a Sunday, one day this is going to happen and it's going to be pretty intense. Just listen to Revelation chapter 7, okay? Just listen. Verse 9 to 12. After this I looked, and behold, a great multitude that no one could number from every nation, okay, all the earth, right, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, come into His presence, it's going to happen, clothed in white robes, with palm branches in their hands, and crying out with a loud voice, salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. And all the angels were standing around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures and they fell on their faces before the throne and worshipped God saying, Amen. Blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever. Amen. It's going to happen. The whole earth is going to shout praises to God. So why don't we prepare for that day a little bit? Why don't we practice and increase our joyful singing now. Why don't we get ready for that? Especially on a day called Thanksgiving. Intentionally taking time to recount the blessings and goodness of God in our lives. What do you think? Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. We sing a little louder. We can turn up the volume a little bit in our praise to the Lord. One little side note. Verse 1 doesn't say, um, make a joyful noise. Uh, 
those with pleasant sounding voices. It says all the earth, which is good news for me and bad news for those who stand around me because I do not have a pleasant sounding voice. Amen. Amen. Thank you. All right. Well, I, I want to be clear. I want to be clear that when, when this exhortation to come uh, and sing and to increase our volume, not talking about faking it, not talking about putting on a show. Uh, look how great I am. I'm coming in here pretending like things are all together and I'm just going to sing really loudly and smile and shake hands and leave and nobody knows that there's hurt, there's doubt, there's confusion and it's difficult to do that. I'm not talking about putting on a show. We don't want that. We don't want fake singing just because, hey, it says be loud, so I'm just going to be loud. I don't want to be loud. My heart's not in it. That's not what we're talking about. But we're talking about just learning to participate in worship and to engage a little more, understanding that we have a reason to sing. We have a reason to be joyful. What reason again? Verse 2. Verse 2. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into His presence with singing. We're invited. We're told to come into God's very presence with singing. Come. Come and sing. Come and worship and be glad. We need to understand how huge of a deal that is to come into God's presence. See, see we're, we're post the cross. We don't quite understand. This was written in the Old Testament. So they had the temple and sacrifice system. So they had the temple of God is where God would dwell. His presence would be in the Holy of Holies, behind the curtain with the Ark of the Covenant. And so you have in Jerusalem, in one country, a one place where God is. His presence manifested. And, and people could come up to the temple area, to the courts and the gates, which is why it says come to the courts and the gates. But then only certain people and priests could actually go into the temple and serve. And only the high priest could go in behind that curtain and him only once a year to actually have that experience with God's presence. So it's not something that we just casually do or take lightly. I mean, there are people that actually died doing that, coming to the presence of God. And yet, according to verse 2, we're, we're told to come into his presence and to come with singing. Well, thanks be to God that because of Jesus, we can approach God anytime, anywhere. He came and he died in our place. He forgave our sin. And now he stands in the gap as our high priest permanently, eternally, between us and God. And he's made us righteous in God's sight. And you know, when he died, Good Friday... The curtain of the temple was torn in two, signaling that to the world that access to God was now possible, that the barrier of sin has been removed by Jesus. That's something to sing about. That's something to be thankful for. Not only are we told to come into His presence, we actually can. 24-7 access to God. Are you thankful for that this morning? Yeah, there, okay, there we go. Come into the presence of the Lord singing. For our God, He loves us and He wants us to come to Him with thankful praise. Now let's look at verse 3. As we do, we're going to see yet another reason for us to be thankful. Not only today, but every day. Verse 3 says, Know that the Lord, He is God. It is He who made us and we are His. We are His people and the sheep of His pasture. What is the reason to be thankful? By grace, we're, we're members of God's people. Remembers of God's people. Actually, you know what? I mean, maybe a better way to even say that. 
you can scratch it out in your notes, whatever, is just simply to say, we're thankful because we belong to God. We belong to God. Right? Israel would gather and they would sing this psalm and they would remember, they'd look back and remember God creating a nation out of Abraham, one man, and, and, and then how the family grew and then it went to Egypt and they were enslaved and then Moses came out by God's grace and, and delivered the people on the Red Sea and they would remember that. God made us into a people, into a nation. But you see, God's promise to Abraham wasn't just for Israel. In you all the families of the earth, all the nations of the earth would be blessed. And so now, you and I, by faith in Jesus Christ, we too can belong to God, can become part of His people. We join His family. We go from being stuck in our sin, being lost and hopeless, to being set free, found, hopeful, and having God Himself as our shepherd. Look at First uh, Peter 1 Peter 2, 9-10 just lays this out really nicely. 1 Peter 2, 9-10. He's writing to a bunch of Christians in different areas, okay? And he says, But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you. Ready? Out of darkness into his marvelous light. Here it comes. Once you were not a people... But now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. We're God's people. Not by our works, not by our lineage, not by our career choice, but by His grace alone. We should be more thankful for this. Are you thankful this morning that by God's grace you belong to God? Sometimes we read passages like this and, and we see sheep and, and we go, hmm, being called sheep isn't necessarily flattering. They're not the most intelligent animals out there. But the focus here in this passage is not about us being the sheep. The, the focus is more on who our shepherd is. The declaration, God Almighty is our shepherd. We belong to the best possible shepherd ever who loves for us, cares for us, guides us, protects us, feeds us, and so we give thanks. Like Pastor Garth mentioned last week, 1 Thessalonians 5.18, give thanks in sometimes, some circumstances, most of the time, give thanks in all circumstances. This is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. Even when it's hard, even when it's confusing or painful, we give thanks because if you are a believer in Jesus, you've been saved from the penalty of your sin, you've been given the promise of eternal life, and you belong to God. So no matter how bad your day is, and there are bad days, and there are bad weeks, and there are bad months, and there are even bad years, no matter how bad those times are, we can always give thanks. Because by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone, we have a right standing with God and we are His. And according to John 10, no one can snatch us from His hand. No bad day can snatch you from the Father's hand if you are His. My, my nana, uh, grandma, my nana, called her nana, she passed away a number of years ago. She was such a faithful example of this. Uh, she endured 
an extremely difficult life from one thing to the next. It, it was just incredibly hard. But she loved Jesus. She followed Jesus. And she clung on so hard and so deeply to the truth that she was His. And she was always found something to be thankful for. For that being His. But then, that then produced her ability to see things and give thanks for very small things. I remember she would come to me and be like, Oh, my dear Philip. That's what she would say. My dear Philip. I went to Shoppers Drug Mart today. Guess what? There was a sale on Mentos. Two for one. Being thankful, I bought eight. I'm not quite sure exactly what the deal is with that particular generation or obsession with Mentos, but she just found ways to be thankful. And so I've been challenging myself lately, on top of Pastor Gareth's challenge, to find things to be thankful for. We have a book that we read to our girls. It's called I Am Blessed. There's a line in the book. It simply says, The time is best spent counting ways I am blessed. So I've begun counting blessings and being thankful. Literally, I will do this out loud in my car as I drive to work. I'll turn the radio off, no music, and I'll just be driving like, I'm thankful for this. God, I'm thankful for this. Thankful for this. I'm disciplining myself, training myself to be like, okay, thankful for this. Thankful I didn't get cut off and, and killed right there. Thank you, thank you, Lord. You know? Um, and you know what? Most of the time, I arrive at work before my list runs out. When I start thinking about that. Because we have so much to be thankful. Beyond the fact that we're God's people. Clean water to drink. We take it for granted. You guys are sitting on chairs right now. We could have no chairs. Make you stand or sit on the concrete. Right? We have different food options. Probably at some point today we're going to have a meal and there's probably an option. We have different clothing options. Chances are each one here has more than one outfit. We have functioning bodies. Even if every part isn't functioning the way that we might like it, it's still functioning. We are alive. Everybody go like this. Okay, so God allowed you to do that. As we sang, it's your breath in our lungs, so we pour out our praise. We pour out our praise. We bless His name, as verse 4 says, enter His gates with thanksgiving, His courts with praise, give thanks to Him, bless His name. Is there another reason to bless His name? Is there another reason for us to be thankful? Let's read verse 5. For the Lord is good, His steadfast love endures forever, and His faithfulness to all generations. Our God is good, loving, and faithful. Another reason for us to be thankful. We're recipients of of that goodness, of that love, of that faithfulness. I'm going to say it again. The Lord is good. The Lord is loving. His steadfast love endures forever. And the Lord is faithful. Sometimes we forget those things. He's never going to fail. He's never going to break His promises. He's never going to change His character. He's never going to stop pouring out grace and mercy on His people. He's never going to stop loving what He has made. He's not going to forsake or abandon us. And so we have more than enough reasons to be thankful today and always. And yet, I'm going to tell you, up here, humbly, open, honest, confession, I don't give thanks enough. I can't believe how whiny I can be. How grumpy I can get. 
how much complaining I can do. I get ungrateful and grumpy so easily. And you know what I've learned? It's impossible to be grumpy and grateful at the same time. It's impossible to be grumpy and grateful at the same time. It just doesn't work. And so often I choose grumpy, choose complaining, instead of thanksgiving. I had the opportunity to go on a missions trip to Guatemala in 2013. And on one of the mornings, we were finished our work project for that, that time, and we had some extra time to play with the kids in the area. But we didn't think we were going to have that time, so we didn't bring anything to play with them. And so all we found was a crushed plastic bottle. That's all we had, and then we proceeded to play the most uh, joy-filled and most intense game of soccer I've played in my life with a crushed plastic bottle. These kids didn't care if they had proper shoes, which they didn't, if they had proper nets or a regulation field, because they didn't, or even if they had a soccer ball. They were simply thankful to play. Thankful that somebody would take time with them, to play with them. These kids were also truly thankful for each day. The village that we were working in was in a region that was really prone to mudslides. So they would go to bed having no idea what was going to happen in the night. Is there going to be a mudslide or not? And they'd wake up, no mudslide. Thank you, God. Truly thankful for everything. And then, and then here I am, whining, complaining, because my phone doesn't load something fast enough. There's not enough pumpkin spice in my pumpkin spice latte. You know, I complain as I look at my closet full of clothes. I've got nothing to wear. My, our TV package doesn't get that channel. Oh, ridiculous. You know? We've become so entitled. I've become so entitled that, that, like, that God or the world like, owes us everything or something so that when the smallest hiccup bump in the road happens in our day that doesn't go according to our plan, whatever our plan is, we get really rattled. And we forget that God is good. We forget that He's loving. We forget that He's faithful. And, so, and then we, just, we, we quickly just post it online. I was tying my shoe this morning. My shoelace snapped. Hashtag devastated. Life over. Day ruined. It's a little extreme. That's not what we're called to do. Christians are called to be marked by thanksgiving. Understanding we don't deserve any of the goodness or the love or the faithfulness of God, and yet He lavishes it on us. See, when we take a moment and we gain some perspective and realize how much we've received, I think giving thanks becomes a little easier. So I want us to give thanks. I want us to do it right now. I want us to practice this. Can we do this? I'm going to ask you to turn to the person that's next to you and just quickly say three things you're thankful for. Don't do it yet. And then listen to their list of three things they're thankful for. And don't give a whole explanation. This is why and it's because when I was two and all the way... No, no, no. Just... Okay? Bam, bam, bam. I'm thankful for this, this, this. And then bam, bam, bam. Thankful for this, this, this. Can we do that? We're going to try it on the count of three. Okay? Ready? One, two, three, go. Give thanks. Find somebody and say three things. I'm thankful for this, this, this. You can do it. It's going to be quick. No explanation. Just quick thanks. All right. We're going to bring it back. The rumbling is starting to dissipate. 
Wonderful. So it's not that hard to be thankful. Even maybe with someone you haven't met yet. Hey, I'm thankful for you. Okay. All right. I want to read verse 5 one more time. For the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever and His faithfulness to all generations. So many reasons to be thankful for. And I don't, want to, I don't want to minimize pain and hardship in the midst of that. Because I know, I know there's a lot of pain, there's a lot of sickness, there's a lot of heaviness, there's a lot of confusion and uncertainty going on at the gathering right now in our church. I know that. And it might seem really hard to bless God. It might seem really hard to be thankful and to have joy in the midst of all of that. But I want to encourage you. Choosing to be thankful in all circumstances, like we, 1 Thessalonians 5.18 says, not only is it the will of God, and not only does it honor God, but it is a powerful witness to a watching world. When people who know you look at you and say, how can you be joyful right now? How can you be thankful? How can you be blessing God? Your life is falling apart. Your, your health is, is fading, or your career is uncertainty. There's issues, family issues, friendship issues. How can you... Be thankful right now. What a witness. What an opportunity. I can be thankful. A, I belong to God. (laughs) Nothing else. I belong to God because of what Jesus has done. I can be thankful. Or how powerful it is to to know somebody and to know they're suffering intimately. And maybe you were here this morning and you're standing beside them and they're singing out praises and you know what they're going through. And you see them still singing and praising the Lord. And you go, wow. And maybe that's you this morning. You're that person who's going through a lot. And, and, you, and they say, please stand. And you're singing, and you're trying to sing, and you're saying, God, I don't understand all of this. All I know is I don't like all of this. But I trust you. I trust that you're good. I trust that you're loving. I trust that you're faithful. And I thank you for sending Jesus to die in my place. I thank you that you've made me your own. And one day I will be with you for all eternity. There will be no more pain. There will be no more confusion. And so I sing. And I will bless you and I will give thanks. Incredibly powerful. Let's give thanks. Let's be a people that's thankful. How many of you, can we do a show of hands? How many of you, whether you had your meal yesterday or it'll be today or tomorrow or whatever it is, still when you have your big Thanksgiving meal, go around the table and say, everybody list something you're thankful for. Anybody still do that? Yes, okay, good. It it can seem a little bit forced, but it's a good habit to get into. And last Sunday, Pastor Garth issued the challenge. Let's be thankful for a whole week. Can I issue a challenge today? I'm up here and I have a microphone, so I'm going to. Here's the challenge, okay? The challenge is to intentionally list something that you're thankful for at every meal this week. Every meal. To say something out loud, not just your Thanksgiving meal, something you're thankful for, just one thing. It can be big, it can be small, just one thing. Even if you have a meal by yourself, just quickly out loud, God, I'm thankful for this meal. Okay, then you eat it, or whatever. Give thanks out loud every meal this week. Taking the time to identify God's goodness, His faithfulness, and His love. What do you think? Can we do that for a week? Are you guys up for it? I'm not convinced, but I believe we can do it. I think we should try. Let's take the time to recognize God, to recognize His goodness, and to respond with thanksgiving. 
today and always. Let me pray for us. Father, as we have sung, as we have talked about, you are so good. We don't deserve any of your goodness. We thank you for it, though. We thank you for your son. He died in our place. And we're welcomed into your presence and we can come into your presence because of his shed blood. And we can be thankful. We can be joyful. We can continue to bless your name in the midst of the hurt and the pain. And I pray that your spirit would be working in each one of us. Change us, Lord. Make us a thankful people. Increase our thanksgiving. Decrease our whining and our complaining and our grumbling as we focus our hearts on you. I pray for our church. I pray for each one here. That as we, as we take this challenge of, of listing things we're thankful for, even as we eat, that even that would bring about some change in us and that we would glorify you and bless you more and more because you deserve it. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.